Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of the Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Our two scripture readings, one from the Old Testament and one from the New, I'll be reading from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephath, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. Our second scripture reading comes to us from the gospel according to Matthew from the second chapter, verses 1 through 12. Hear now these words. So according to the Gospel of Matthew, in the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the east, came to Jerusalem, asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God for it. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, thank you for the gift of light. Thank you for the stars that can guide and lead us 
Thank you for the gift of your son who was the word incarnate made flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. As we wrestle with this morning's scriptures, allow the Holy Spirit to delight amongst us that our eyes may see new things, that our ears may hear new things, and may our hearts be open to receive what you would have us hear this day. May the words of my mouth and the collective meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Look up. When we look up in the daytime, what do we see? Hopefully the sun, right? Sometimes it's uh, maybe the moon, depending on what phase and part of the month it is. Sometimes we can see vapor trails from aircraft that are traveling in the skies. And sometimes we may see, you know, clouds, a variety of clouds. And, and, and sometimes we can't see the sun at all, right? Particularly when it's a rainy, overcast day, kind of like yesterday morning, Right? Um, Had we lived farther up north, chances are it would have been a little cooler and perhaps would have seen snow instead of the really cold rain that we all had yesterday. But we trust that when it's daytime hours, we trust that the sun is out there, right? We trust that it is still there to give us the dawn and to mark the time through day and to give us a sunset in the evening. But when we look up at night, what might we see then. The what? The moon, the stars, absolutely. We can actually see the lights off of the airplanes that are traveling by, you know, the red and the green lights that indicate which wings are where. Um, you know, and sometimes we can see, and I don't know that I've ever had the patience to, to look up, but we can see satellites in orbit in the, in the night sky as well. Sometimes if we're in a place where there's not a lot of light pollution, we can even see like the Milky Way and really clear constellations. And, and, and so that is a gift, right? When we actually take the time to look up. But here's the crazy part. And maybe I forget this because I'm an adult and I don't realize this. But we look up into the sky during the day and guess what? The stars are still there. <laughs> we just can't see them because the light from the sun is so bright that it obscures the light from the stars. But the stars are always present, are always there, which makes me think a lot about Jesus, right? That sometimes we can look around and be like, yep, I can see Jesus. And then there are other times where maybe it's not as obvious. And yet we remember that Jesus is always here, that Christ is born and presence is made known to us, particularly because Christ said, I will send the advocate. I will send something to you to remind you of who we are, meaning the triune God, the Holy Spirit. And when we say that Jesus is always there, guess where we can find it? Looking into the eyes of those around us. Because we were all crafted in the image of the divine, that we can find Jesus in the eyes of the persons we interact with, the persons we talk with. And we are called sometimes to look up because how many times do you go through the day and not even make eye contact with people? 
you know, like we're so busy or we're in a hurry or I just got to get from one place to the other or we're, we're looking up or we're waiting for that traffic light to turn green so we can get through the intersection and on with what we're doing. Um, but, you know, on Epiphany Sunday, there's beauty in recognizing that there were people who came from a very far distance to follow a star to pay homage to the person that was named the king of the Jews. Now, I know for us, and I don't want to break children's hearts, but the wise men did not show up right at the time Jesus was born. Right? Let's, let's be honest about the timing there. Um, they didn't follow the star to find Jesus laying in a manger. It came quite a bit later. I mean, just think about the travel distance from where they came, how long it would have had to have taken. Um, And if you, um, you know, so where they found him was probably in Nazareth um, and not in Bethlehem. Um, But I'm probably digging myself a hole, but I just know that it wasn't, wasn't there when Jesus was born. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but it did take a while. And, and so for them to actually come to King Herod and talk to him and say, hey, we, we heard the news that the king has been born, it really invoked a lot of fear in King Herod. It really invoked a lot of fear for the people who were in power at that time because it would have meant that the very careful balance that they had was going to be overturned by this new king, and they wanted to find. And, and of course, King Herod cloaked his curiosity in, in, in a desire to pay homage, when in actuality, King Herod puts out an edict to murder all the children, all the boys around the age of two, based on the timing of when the star appeared in the sky. And for me, that just, it, it hurts, right? Because we hold this beautiful story of the wise men who came to present the gifts to Jesus. And what were those things that they brought? What did they present to Jesus? Frankincense, myrrh, and gold, right? Now, these were very expensive gifts, Um to be presented to what they considered a king of very high value. What we need to remember is that frankincense and myrrh are also what would have been used for um, entombing bodies in preparation for burial. Did y'all know that? So frankincense and myrrh, we have these wise men, these magi that are bringing these gifts that are very symbolic, that would have been very rich, but also have significance for what they mean for the end of Jesus's life. That these are the same things that would have been used to prepare his body for burial. And on this Epiphany Sunday, we also know that these people from the West were not Jews, They were wise men, magi, truth seekers, star readers, people who would have looked at the star constellation charts, and yet they recognized the significance of this astrological phenom to find this, this child, and they bowed down to Jesus. 
It's the first time that we see the worship offered to God incarnate in flesh. And on Epiphany Sunday, we recognize that. We recognize the gifts that were brought. It also foreshadows and tells us about what's coming. We cannot journey to the cross without having the birth of a Savior. Right? And so we stand in this in-between time where we are going to go on a whirlwind journey of the ministry and work of Jesus in a very short period of time. And we're going to do that with the gospel according to Mark. And I got to tell you, Mark is just like, and sometimes we can't catch our breath and it goes so fast. So I'm going to invite us all in this season, particularly today on Epiphany Sunday, to remember to look up, to remember that the stars are always present, that the light of Christ is always with us. Whether we can see it or not, it is always with us. So a little later, you're going to be invited to pick up star words today. Do y'all know what those are? Um, So this represents my star, right? Um, And after communion, there are these white baskets where you usually drop your communion cups. And inside are cards that look like this. And each card has a word on it. And so you don't get to look at what's in there. You have to just pick and trust that the word that you are supposed to use to help guide you is there for you, waiting for you. And I hope that that word, whatever it might be, may give you a place to focus of how to share Christ's light this year. That as we journey, as the wise men did, to pay homage to recognize the birth of a Savior, the life and work of Jesus, as we journey to the cross in the Easter season, May we remember, friends, to look up, look for the light, and allow that to guide and lead us in this new year. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.